This podcast is brought to you by Not Just Another Detox, your two-week startup to change your lifestyle and habits. This is brought to you by mgherbs.com.au. To find out more, go to the website and click on Not Just Another Detox and start your change today. My name is Melissa Gearing and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Thanks so much for joining us. Today, I have a very special guest. Oh, I think I say that every podcast, but a really special guest. Um, Somebody who's pretty well known in the community and who is very inspiring, Greg Wolf. Hi, Hey, everyone. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming over to my humble home and um, recording with me. No worries. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I really appreciate it. So, um, I asked you originally to come on because I wanted to talk more about sports nutrition on the podcast and just in general um the community kind of view of sports nutrition and i know that you've got a really good story of where you come from um you know through sport and the way that you use nutrition is quite unique so i would love you to kind of introduce yourself to the guests and um you know maybe tell a little bit of your story to start with if you feel comfortable Sure. Uh, um, yeah, so about uh, six years ago now, um, I was rather unhealthy. I was weighing around 135-ish kilos. Um, and I had uh, my father got diagnosed with cancer. Um, it was a pretty massive wake-up call to the lifestyle I was living. You know, I was partying a lot, drinking a lot, uh, just generally not taking care of myself. Did um, you share a lot in common with your dad in terms of your health? Um, I think so. He was he was a drinker. He was a smoker. Um, didn't eat well, and yeah, he was fifty four, sitting down with me and my sister, um, and yeah, telling so us really that young. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't going to be around much longer. Um, yeah, and that was that was a pretty big wake up call for me, um, and I could see myself ending up in the same seat as him. It wasn't something I wanted to go through. Mm. So what did you do? Um, so. Basically, at the time when he got diagnosed, I was about to head to Japan mm-hmm. for a um, working holiday. Um, he insisted that I continue to go over there. Um, it was a pretty tough decision to make. Um, he got given nine months and I was meant to be leaving for about five months mm. of that. Um, but yeah, so I went over there. Uh, it gave me a lot of time to have a think about what I was doing in my life, where I was heading. Uh, while I was over there, uh, it was a bit of a forced separation from the the social scene I was hanging out in, and uh, that was one of the reasons why I originally planned to like to go over there. He's got, I wanted to get away from that life, um, and this is sort of my way of escaping from that. Um, so yeah, when I when I came back, I I kept that separation between me and the people I was hanging out with, and um, started hanging out at the gym instead. So surround yourself with people who inspire you and you want to, you know, kind of live that different lifestyle so you change it up. Yeah, one of the things I actually found hard to start with is I didn't know anyone into health and fitness uh, because of the circles I'd always been around. So, yeah, it started with just trying to learn what I could off the internet about food um, and then started to just move a little bit more. There was a staircase near the back of my house that I'd get up in the morning before work and just do a few uh, laps up and down that, and um, yeah, that's how I started. Something so simple. Yeah. It's just fantastic because people think that the, it's such a big change that's needed, you know, that they have to go and join a CrossFit gym or, I don't know, you know, 
start going to the gym every single day or whatever it might be. And often they think they have to get out of their comfort zone, but that's, that's a really great way to start. And, and that's one thing I kind of tell a lot of people now, like everyone seems to think that they need to make this massive drastic change and, you know, completely overhaul their diet and go to the gym five, six days a week um, and go crazy on it. But then if they fall over one day or they don't make it to the gym, they feel like they've failed everything. Mm. It's Rather, so unsustainable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And instead of just making those small changes over a long period of time, like where where I am now versus then back then, what I was eating definitely what isn't what I see is healthy now. And mm. you know, it's that's come a long way. I, I didn't know all that on day one, and you don't need to. Yeah, I agree. You definitely don't need to. People think they have to kind of be experts in food and herbs and you know yeah. supplements and everything. And I think that you know you said that you went to the internet that can be a really great thing and that can be really not great thing because there's so much information on the internet and people get really kind of bombarded by all the media stuff i did a talk the other night on food as medicine and um just the the feedback is just amazing that the simplicity you know of that food base that people don't know about like we were talking about um Oh, fortification for example and one of the ladies kind of put her hand up she's like what's fortification yeah. and I just went okay all right <laughs> you know yeah. like this is very like really basic stuff to me um, because I've been on this in this industry and in, you know on that journey for so long but that's such an important thing for people to know um, whether their food is fortified or not and if they're eating fortified food and that kind yeah. of thing so I've had a few people like uh, now you search on the internet and keto is like a massive thing that everyone talks about. Yeah. I have people that are, you know, never even looked at health, fitness, basics of nutrition messaging me asking about going keto and all like all this really complex stuff. But if you search the internet, that's what you find. It's like, you know, keto, you're going to drop all this weight. If people just stuck to the basics and do those things well, just good food. They would so just, you're referring they would to the succeed. ketogenic diet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is very intense, very yeah. difficult actually only really um, research to be good for uh, chronic conditions like epilepsy. Yeah. Um, small small stuff in weight loss and there's a few brands that push it really hard for weight yeah. loss. But of course you're going to lose weight if you change your diet that yeah. significantly and harshly. And the thing for me is if you do that, not only can you not sustain it, but your body goes through such trauma and stress yeah. to do that. Yeah, simple. And, and especially being uneducated and trying to do something like keto, like it, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you yeah. just, you know, some of those people I, I talk to even just about basics of fats and carbs and, and they don't understand even those concepts. Macronutrients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I went through, you know, fat, carb, protein. This is what makes up yeah. my, you know, those three components. Um, very simple stuff. And if we could just, for most Western diets, change the... Uh, ratio of food you know just reduce those carbohydrates a little bit put yeah. a little bit more fat in that we have been scared of yeah. put a bit more protein in um, everyone would kind of see the difference in not only their energy but likely their weight as well yeah you know because we're so carb driven yeah. you mentioned um, I have bad brain at the moment yeah <laughs> but you, you mentioned slapping <laughs> uh, <laughs> at me um, when people fail on one day and then they give up, yeah. I often see that with food. You know, they try and go on these really strict diets and then they have a piece of cake one day and they think, oh, well, I've had that piece of cake, so I'm going to give up now. Yeah. And I talk about this all the time, especially with the two-week detox program. Yeah. It's about including food, not excluding food. 
and really, you know, having that abundance of beautiful variety and moderation. So you can have that piece of cake and then continue on with life the next day and, you know, continue to eat healthy. It's that 80-20 rule, right? Yeah, and for me, like, I get people all the time saying, oh, don't you wish you could just have cake or a pie or whatever those foods are or McDonald's. For me, I can have them. I just choose not to yeah. because I, I, I know what's good for my body um, and that's why I do what I do. And so I, I don't look at it as I can't have those foods. I just know how good all those healthy, nice whole foods are and those other things, they're not things that I, I want in my life or in my body. Don't you think when you're eating healthy too, you just don't feel like them? No, not at all. Yeah. I, I haven't had McDonald's or KFC or anything like that for five, six years. Yeah. Um, you don't miss it? Not at all. No. Yeah, that's no. cool. <laughs> so going back to you, yeah. um, how, did, how did it go from I'm going to do some stair walking and lose a little bit of weight, I'm going to change my diet, you know, um, and learn what I can about this to... You know, uh, you've been through a huge journey, you know, throughout the last few years, um, being an athlete and and being, um, I guess, you know, looked to by the community um, for advice and stuff like that. Tell me a bit yeah. more about your journey. Um, yeah, so I, I lost about 25 kilos uh, at that point, um, joined a gym and started going to the gym every day. Um, it, wasn't particularly i didn't enjoy it um i'd go for little runs every now and again and i found i really enjoyed that but wherever i looked it was no you have to go to the gym and that's what you need to do to get fit um i ended up turning away from the gym a bit and just focused on the running um i sort of just kept it stepping that up i did a 10k race and then i did a half marathon done city to surf a bunch of times um and then yeah i got to sort of half marathons and decided to turn my eyes to cross uh to triathlon mm -hmm. um did a couple of short course tries and then realized that through my running i'd lost a lot of muscle um and now when i look back i probably wasn't eating enough food mm -hmm. uh, for the amount of training i was doing i was running probably 10 k's a day minimum yeah um, huge. yeah and then like i said at the start i didn't really understand nutrition like i do now and i thought i was eating well but uh yeah so then i got into triathlon uh realized i was lacking muscle uh, and CrossFit caught my eye, um, decided to do CrossFit one day a week. That increased slowly to two and then eventually it took over. Um, and yeah, went away from triathlon. Um, did CrossFit for a few years and then, um, yeah, it was actually during, at the end of that, that I'd met you. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd got into uh, CrossFit, I was competing, I was training three hours a day. Um, feeling pretty busted up towards the, the <laughs> end of it. I had shoulder injuries and knee injuries and it had switched from one side of my body to the other. Um, and yeah, resulting in a, in a pretty big burnout at the end of that. So yeah, and that's how I met you. So adrenal fatigue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, adrenal fatigue. Um, yeah, it was the result of all that. So I was at the time I was, like I said, training three hours a day, working full-time job as well. Um, and I started to train some people at home um, mm. and so I was studying my PT cert, got my PT cert and was training a group of people in the afternoon. So sleeping about maybe four to five hours a day <laughs> um, and yeah. And as, I mean, as a CrossFit to even just a general CrossFitter, even if you do it three or four times a week, you need extra sleep. You need extra food. Yep. You need extra support. You need extra downtime and you're just adding more and more to your you know, yep. list. Yep. 
so a drain of tea. Yeah. Yeah. So my, for me, that was a something I felt I had to do in the short term was the reason why I was training people. I planned on opening a gym, and that was kind of my dream at the time. Um, put my house up for sale. That ended up in a in a pretty bad loss on a house sale. Um, so yeah, just a lot of stress going on, and, and wasn't looking after myself well. So yeah, that's how I ended mm. there. So there's such a um, like it's such a common thing that people go start on a weight loss journey and find something that they can throw themselves into in terms of exercise, but forget that if you're going to have that much output, you need so much more input. Yeah. And that, that is through food and sleep, you know. Um, I think that's really, really common. And you, like you see it often, people have lost a lot of weight and now they've got chronic fatigue. Yeah. And, and that's now I look back on, on that whole part of my life. And for me, uh, as I mentioned before, like Dad got sick. Um, he ended up passing away in 2011. Um, and for me, you know, that was my therapy through a lot of that. And I didn't pay attention to what my body needed. I didn't listen to those signs. I was injured. Like I said, I was pretty busted up, but I just kept pushing through that. Um, just going, no, I'll be fine. I need to do this. I have to do this. Um, I think a big part of that as well is fear of going backwards. Yeah. You know, losing all that weight and feeling like if you have time off, you're going to end up back where you were. Mm. And um, yeah, for me, that was always, a, always something in my head. It's like if you miss a day at the gym, you'll put your weight back yeah. on or if you do have that slice of cake you've just completely yeah. undone all the work yeah. which is not true no definitely not, not. <laughs> no yeah and would you mind telling us a little bit about your burnout like what happened for you um yeah so at the time uh, i remember actually describing it to people as um feeling like i was in a tailspin mm. like i said i was only sleeping you know maybe five hours a night um i'd get up i'd start my day with a high stimulant pre-workout um, you know kind of thing I would, that would usually get me through the hour and 15 minute drive to work um, and then I'd usually have some more once I got to work and, and I was living off that to get myself through my work day um, and then yeah I'd come home do it again but I, I didn't really feel like there was a, a way out of that um, because of where I was so um, yeah and then one day I that was when I came to see you and, and wanted to try and find a way to get out of that and um, yeah, you helped me with some herbs and, and some tips on, on how to get myself out of it. But um, for me, the, the big realization was one day I was, uh, I was driving to training. I, I got home from work. I was absolutely stuffed. Um, I was so tired. I could have just slept forever. I was driving to the gym going, I have to do this. I had, um, that was when I was still competing with CrossFit and I had my sponsorship. Uh, and yeah, it just felt like that was something I had to do. And it's I was a lot of pressure. Yeah, 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 it was. And, and being accountable to other people. And for me, that was a good thing at a lot of times. But during that burnout, it became a negative. Mm. Um, I was driving to the gym and going, I have to do this. And then I just had this realization come over that I don't have to do it. It was, um, yeah, that I had a choice in that. So I turned around and went home. Had a rest. Um, and quick CrossFit, <laughs> and I actually slept for about 16 hours that night. So, wow. yeah, and then from there, it's, um, yeah, it's been some pretty big changes in life since then. Yeah. Do you do CrossFit anymore? No, no. Yeah. I've okay. done probably two workouts in, yeah, the probably 18 months, two years since I've left. It's really interesting because my group of friends um, and myself, all previous CrossFitters, have really moved away from that because of. Uh, fatigue and injury and I really think that to do CrossFit well it has to be a little bit of a job for you yeah. you have to have the time and if you have a full-time job and, and you have a life and you know you have a partner and, and all that kind of stuff it becomes really difficult to do it properly 
which is why Sam and I moved to wait, towards weightlifting because we found that it just suited our lifestyle better, yep. even though it took longer. So CrossFit's that hour workout and we would go to weightlifting for two hours, yep. but it was so much better for our bodies. Yeah. So it's just about finding something that suits you, right? And for me, like, I, I still think CrossFit's a great thing, like, but I think, and people always blame it for the, the burnout side of it, but I think it's the personalities that CrossFit attracts, mm. that type A, go, push personality that yep. that's what gets drawn to that sport. So I don't think it's so much the sport of it, it's the people that, you know, for me, I, I was, I don't do things in half. So yeah. if I do something, I, I put 110% into it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's kind of why I ended up pulling away from it because originally I'm like, oh, I could just go a couple of days a week. And then I went, no, I need to put that separation there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do a workout once a month now. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's fun. I, I did one of the open workouts uh, in the last open and it was great. I, yeah. Mm. It was with my sister in Melbourne and I had an awesome time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's how it should be. And if yeah. that was once a week for you, or if that's three times a week for you, or if that suited you and your lifestyle and you were well doing it five or six times a week, then yeah. that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's really about listening to your body and finding what's working for you, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and that's where I'm at now. So So what yeah. do you do now? Um, so now a bit of a mixture. Um, I have been learning to surf. Um, so yeah, usually a couple of days a week cool. uh, after work, I head to the beach. No, it's been something I've wanted to pursue for years, but just never really made the time for it in my life. Um, I go to the gym, go to yoga, um, go for walks. It's um, now more so I just sort of do what I feel like doing and it feels great that I don't, if I don't feel like going to the gym, I, I go outside. So mm. yeah, no, it's, it's good. It's a nice change. I think that's, that is what uh, exercise should be. Yeah, that's, really? that's why I got in it to start with. I, yeah. I wanted to be healthier. I wanted to move more. I wanted to just enjoy life and I lost sight of that. Yeah. I, I went down that push all or nothing sport sort of avenue and yeah, the, the burnout thing made me realise that that wasn't what was important to me. Mm. Yeah. So finding joy in what you do. Yeah. It's so important to love what you do for exercise because otherwise you won't keep doing it, yeah. right? So you've And if that keeps changing, that's fine. Like. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. It needs to evolve because you need to do things at different times of your life yep. that suit you, and that's great. I talked um, to uh, Chris and Tim Mogg about that finding joy in you know what you do because they change what they do a lot of the time yep. uh, in their PTs as well. I think it's great. I think yeah. it's really great. And, that, and that's like people always like they'll talk to me and ask me about you know going to the gym and say they find it really hard to get the motivation to go to the gym. Like if you have to, and I, and I think you talked to Chris and Tim about that as yeah. well, like, you know, if you have to push that hard to find motivation to do it. Maybe it's not for you. Then, yeah, what do you enjoy doing? Yeah. Like, uh, someone actually messaged me the other day and they're about to have a baby and they're talking about what they're going to do post-baby and mm -hmm. um, she was one of those people that said she just doesn't really enjoy the gym and she finds that really difficult and she wanted to know a name of a good PT that could help her. Yeah. Um, and I said to her, I'm like, the gym's not for you. I'm like, what do you enjoy doing? She's like, oh, I really love dancing. I, I would like to dance. I've never done it. Or like, I, she started to tell me all these things she enjoyed. I'm like, well, you don't belong in the gym. Go do that. It's funny because people don't think of those things as exercise because they're enjoying it. Yeah. Exercise doesn't have to be Grinding horrible. around the treadmill for yeah. an hour, <laughs> looking at the world outside through the window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think that's really great. Is surfing good? Love it. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not good, but <laughs> being out on the water, even if it's just an afternoon out there paddling around in waves, yeah. and when people ask me how my surfing is going, I usually just say my paddling is going well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll get to the surfing bit later. Yeah, so, great. Uh, no, it's good. And obviously people are still asking your advice. 
yeah like, like the pregnant yeah. girl yeah yeah, yeah a lot it's really I, cool I, I get a lot of people from a yeah, health point of view food nutrition training um like we talked about before there's a lot of people that are really lost about what to do and mm. the internet doesn't give that answer you can search for whatever you want and you'll find an answer to it or, or 10 different answers to it yeah um but yeah i think people turn to people they trust and they know for that advice because that they are confused about what's what's good and what's not mm. so is that how people are driven to you do you think is it because they know you or is it because your face is in the public arena like how do you think um, that came about like I, th I think people have seen I, I don't I don't really know um and it, I still find it a little bit weird sometimes your mini fame yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit weird um but yeah I think people have just seen me go from where I was in life you know I was the one that was drinking I was partying all the time and seeing me go from there to where I am now and people always comment on that they see how much I'm out enjoying life and you know and just enjoying life and yeah that's something people I suppose always comment on so yeah so you come from that it. really um genuine place where everyone's kind of heard your story and they get to know you a little bit and they see the benefits that you've reaped so then they will take advice from you yeah i think so i, I suppose yeah it's not something i've really asked people about why but yeah. that, that was originally why i went and did my pt course at the time i like i've got a good career like PTing isn't my career but mm. um i found that people were coming to me asking for help and i i wanted to try and make sure i was giving them the right answers and, yeah. and actually being informed rather than just being like so a lot of other people in the world that just a little bit responsible like they know yeah yeah well there's plenty of them yeah i talked in that food as medicine talk i talk about like where we get our advice from yeah. and it's just crazy that we'll get instagram. it from you know instagram <laughs> or like a breakfast tv host yeah. or a chef you know i love what um the chefs are doing with healthy food but they're not nutritionists you know and yeah. and we need to keep that in mind it's really important yeah. where we get our advice and getting qualified yeah and good quality advice is so important. Yeah, and that's, I try and, you know, I, I still don't claim that I know everything about food or, oh, no or one training, does. but I don't claim um, that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I try and just say, well, this is what I've done, this is what has worked for me. Yeah, this is, you, know, you can give it a go. Yeah, yeah. And, and then I usually, like, you know, I'll refer people to a naturopath or, you know, to a doctor or, you know, they need to yeah. Go. And, and as I do think. I, you yeah. know, even as a health professional, I still use those referral systems, yeah. definitely. Um, you mentioned pre workout. Yeah. And, you know, like, like I said, something I want to talk about is a bit of sports nutrition because uh, you have experience with a few different products, I guess, and ranges yeah. and stuff like that. I, I see so many people um, in that burnout phase using those, you know, caffeine-driven pre-workouts and those um, horrible faux pre protein powders and, like, yeah. with all the artificial colorings and flavorings and synthetic vitamins and all that kind of stuff. Um, you tell us a little bit about where you come from from that perspective. Yeah, so with I think with supplements, same thing again. My um my views have changed a lot over the years. Um, now I, I tend to use things that are mainly herbal based. Um, I've got a couple of you know a, a brand or two that I really stick to. Um, but yeah, I try and just you know stick to things that are more natural. Um, you know, natural ingredients now. Not so much. I, I haven't had pre-workouts. I haven't had any of those high stimulant things for a long time, uh, mainly because I, I, you know, what I went through. But I, I am still recovering through some of that stuff. Um, my sleep health isn't, you know, the best still. I'm still sort of learning that. And um, yeah, so for me, I think supplements definitely have their place, but food should always be first. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one thing for me. It hasn't really changed. I've always thought that, but. 
yeah, I definitely, at the time when I wasn't sleeping enough, that's probably where my beliefs have changed. Back then I wasn't sleeping enough, so I would just support it with caffeine. Mm. Rather now, I would say fix your sleep issues first. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, if people want to use a pre-workout or use caffeine or, or whatever before their workout, if that's what get, like, you know, helps you through your workout and, and does that, then great. But um, I would definitely make sure that you address those lifestyle things first and, and make sure you're doing the right thing by your body before you like lean on those things to get you through. Yeah, and like you said, there's better quality ones yeah. um, definitely out there. I think that there's a blog on my website on protein powders, different types of protein powders. So if you want to go check that out, you can. And if you want to learn more about the products that Greg likes, then you can go to his Facebook page, Greg Wolf. Uh, yeah, probably check out my Instagram, uh, wolf underscore fit. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, I've got, um, there's one particular brand, I, I swear by them, use all their, all their products and it's all herbal based. So I really like them as well. He, he's actually a naturopath. Um, we yeah. could shout out to him. Like, he has a fantastic podcast that I listen to. Yeah, sure. So yeah, the, the brand that I, I pretty much use their whole product range is um, ATP Science and they've got an awesome uh, podcast, like Mel said, called the ATP Project. So check that out. Matt's an absolute wealth of knowledge. So mm. yeah. We can put a link at the bottom here. Yeah. So you also mentioned um, the back squat thing when I was talking to you before we started recording, which I just loved because I think people really get caught up in their ones, their one RMs and their numbers and that kind of thing. Um, can you run it by me again? Yeah. So I was actually um, I was telling Mel just before we started recording um, about two weeks ago I was training uh, with an old coach of mine, doing some Olympic lifting for the first time in a long time, and we got on the subject of back, back squats and. Uh, I said to him, like, for the first time since I got into fitness, or, you know, into this whole the health thing, I don't know what my back squat number is, and and I don't care, and that feels awesome. Is that, like I said before, when I got into this, I, I wanted to be healthier, I wanted to be, you know, move better, live longer, all those things. I, I didn't go, oh, I need to get a big back squat. Um, but yeah, in, in the middle of that, I got caught up in those numbers of. My priority was lift, uh, you know, better deadlift, better back squat, you know, run faster, all those things. And from the burnout stuff, I sacrificed my health at that, um, you know, chasing those numbers. Yeah, it's very easy to do. Definitely. Yeah. You're caught up in it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so now your motivations kind of come on this like whole 360, right? Like you, that original motivation, it sounds like that's back for you. Would you say that? Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, that's definitely changed around that now it's not about that, um, you know, wanting to compete or that. Now, you know, it is about being healthier. Probably the big shift um, for me has been at the start, I think fear fueled me. Mm. Um, you know, the fear of ending up in my dad's shoes and all those things, like that was, that was sort of there pushing me, but that's gone now. Um, and now, I'm doing it because I love it. Mm. I, like I just love being outside. I love being more active, like hanging out with friends, and just it feels like my kid again. Yeah. Like I did my first cartwheel ever last year. Love it. Um, I did. I actually saw a video of me when I was about five years old trying one. It definitely wasn't a cartwheel though. Um, but yeah, now like just doing handstands and like me and the boys are down at the beach the other day. I did my first backflip and like just being Great. able to play and move and do these things that you know, you shouldn't do as an adult, you know. They're it, taken away from us. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, you know, people assume that, oh, you know, once you get older, you can't do that stuff. But, um, yeah, so I'm just, that's, I suppose so now I'm just enjoying health. Yeah, so that, uh, I guess that joy kind of negates the need for any, finding any um, 
huge motivation, you know, like like a source of motivation. It's just the joy. Yeah. It's just the happiness and yeah, drives I, you. I don't need to, you know, be doing comps and, you know, winning stuff or, you know, that that's not my, that, I, I don't care about that anymore. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. What would be your advice to listeners who aren't, who haven't found their, their thing yet? Um, I think you really need to find what it is that motivates you and, and find it's not going to come from an Instagram quote. It's not going to come from social pressure of, you know, feeling like you need to look a certain way. That's not going to get you out of bed early in the morning. It's not going to like after a long day of work, you know, make you go and do whatever it is that you, you want to do for fitness. You need to find why and what you care about. Um, you know, if you've got a family, you know, do you care about living longer? If you, if you, you know, whatever it is that that is your driver, you need to find that. An intrinsic force. Yeah, that yeah. motivation needs to come from the inside, not yeah. from an external source, because it's not strong enough to go through those. It, it gets testing. Like there's days now that I, you know, you don't feel like doing it, and, oh, and yeah. I know the value <laughs> those in days it. All but the time. Yeah, and, and that's I think until you find that fire within, why you're doing it and actually enjoying it. Mm. You need to find that, and like we said before, you need to find the thing you enjoy doing, and why. All the things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, multiple things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I live next door to a dance studio, and they've just started um, practicing, as you can hear. <laughs> so we might leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. No worries. That's Thanks awesome. So they can go to your Instagram. Yeah, Instagram Wolf underscore Fit. Do you still have a blog? Uh, yeah, I do. My the link to my blog is on my Instagram. Cool, so, and we'll put it below. Yeah. Um, and don't forget, you can go to the website www.mgherbs.com anytime. You can check out all the podcasts and the blogs and all that kind of stuff. And um, we'll put a little bio of Greg under this as well so that you can meet him. Thanks so much for listening in. Thanks, Greg. Thanks. See ya. Bye.